All right. Here we go. This week, Amazon announced the final two locations for its second headquarters, Crystal City, Virginia, and Long Island City, New York. The decision comes with its fair shake of controversy. And here to break it all down for us is HubSpot news writer Amanda Zantel-Weiner. Thanks for having me. So just to give a little bit of context in history leading up to why those cities have a story today, in September of last year, Amazon publicly released a request for proposals from municipalities throughout North America to essentially compete to become the location of Amazon's second headquarters. Amazon, for many years now, has been headquartered in Seattle. And a little over a year ago, they said they would be expanding into HQ2 as the second headquarters has informally become known as. Yeah, I remember when this was all going on. Here in Boston, we had a proposal out to attract Amazon too. What was the general response like? The company received something to the tune of 238 bids once this request for proposals was initially released. And in January, that list was narrowed down to 20 finalists. You did see, at least on the surface, a lot of enthusiasm. If you dug down a little bit deeper, you got a little bit more of a mixed reaction, and not all of it was so enthusiastic. You had Scott Galloway, for example, who's a professor at NYU Stern. In September, he spoke at Code Commerce, which is Recode's annual e-commerce event. And he was essentially saying that this entire lead-up and contest was a farce, essentially. And he was pointing to all the different reasons why it was very obvious that Amazon would select Washington, D.C., or at least that area. You had a lot of people who actually live in the neighborhood saying it would increase the cost of living, it would make traffic worse, it would basically bring in a lot of people with higher salaries that always sort of messes with the socioeconomic climate of a given place. So you had a lot of mixed reactions based on who you asked at the time. Yeah, and in the process of all these proposals, cities basically just handed over their data to Amazon. And so did these two selections come as any actual surprise? I think to those who have been following it, it's not really a surprise. And one of the reasons why Washington, D.C. was not a surprise to many people is you you look at a couple of things. First of all, Jeff Bezos, who is the CEO of Amazon, already has an established existence and life in the Washington, D.C. area. He also owns the Washington Post. He has a home there. And different people are saying that where the Crystal City, Virginia location of HQ2 is not far from his home. It's not far from the Pentagon. And one of the things that Scott Galloway pointed to was Amazon's access to people who make the laws and the legislation regarding regulation that could ultimately impact e-commerce and, of course, Amazon as a result. New York, debatably, is a little bit more of a surprise. Maybe the fact that they were splitting it between two locations is a little bit more of a surprise than the selection of the D.C. area for a lot of people. Yeah, and I heard that according to Politico, the new space Amazon's going to occupy in New York was initially set aside for housing development, and 1,500 of those units were reserved for affordable housing. So it sounds like people in the city are at a loss. But each new headquarters is expected to bring in 25,000 employees each. So between the cities and Amazon... Who wins here? 
it seems as though Amazon has more to gain from these cities than the other way around. You know, it's it's on this performance plan, Amazon, to essentially generate a certain amount of revenue for these municipalities. Is that going to happen? Probably. Amazon doesn't isn't exactly one to to miss the mark. But again, whose revenue is that? That's Amazon's revenue. It's not Long Island City's revenue. And then again, you look at the average income of people who live there now. If you ask them, have we won the jackpot? Probably not. Is the workforce going to be hired locally from within the city? Or is Amazon going to be bringing in outside highly skilled workers? I would predict that you see a mix of both. That's probably the biggest challenge that Amazon is going to face, especially in the D.C. area where the unemployment rate, I believe this study said it was 3.3 percent, which is well below the national average. Not everybody wants to work for an Amazon. Some people still want to work for those small and mid-sized businesses. So I think that what you're going to find in terms of the local talent that Amazon wants to recruit it's really the, the small to mid-sized businesses here that are responsible for differentiating and really kind of broadcasting out there and crafting the message of what makes you different. So with two headquarters now along the East Coast, is this the first sign that Silicon Valley in general might be packing up its Patagonias and setting its sights on the Atlantic? Is it the wind that moves from west to east? Or trend, it's, there's something, there's some meteorological pattern that they say moves from, from west to east. And maybe you could use that as a symbolism for what's happening in tech right now. You know, you do see this, to some people, sudden interest in the East Coast, especially in New York. The same day that this HQ2 was officially announced, Google's CFO said at an event in an interview that the company was going to double its own workforce in New York City over the next 10 years. You know, you might look at that and say, why the sudden interest in the East Coast? Well, tech has always been here, but maybe it hasn't gotten as much attention from Silicon Valley. But, you know, as the CFO of Google said herself in this interview, not everybody wants to live in Silicon Valley. And also there's only so much room to to put people in Silicon Valley. And a lot of the talent that you are attracting for the tech industry, it's on the younger side. And they don't want to live in the suburbs. They want to live in cities. So you see this migrating more and more into other metropolitan areas, New York, D.C., Boston. So then you sort of see this ripple effect across the United States where it's also moving into places like Austin and Chicago and places that were not necessarily so strongly affiliated with the tech industry. But as it continues to grow and you see different living preferences among different people who are filling this ever-growing talent pool, you're going to start to see it moving into different parts of the country and the world. So is it going to out-dominate Silicon Valley as the tech capital? Maybe. I don't think that's going to happen in the next 10 years, though. Today's news update was produced by Matthew Brown. If you'd like to learn more about the ongoing HQ2 story or any other tech news, you can find Amanda's column over on our HubSpot blog and a link in the show notes. I'm Megan Keeney-Anderson, and thanks for listening.